Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta. Because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Through 25 seasons, hey! 4,561 episodes. I believe the Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. Eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. You know, for the past 25 years, we have made thank you into an art form here at The Oprah Show. It's really just two little words, of course, but they go such a long way. We believe in the power of gratitude. I got to tell you personally, I keep a gratitude journal. It makes your life feel more abundant all the time. We even went so far as to declare a national thank you day. So let's go back to 2001 when we met Miller Stroud, a firefighter from Tennessee who was sent to help at the Pentagon after the September 11th attacks. Miller and his task force worked nearly around the clock to search for the remains of people who died at that Pentagon. Miller says that the devastation was getting to him and he was becoming depressed until he came across a letter from a 12-year-old girl named Alex. Name Alex. Dear Fire Rescue Support Team, I just wanted to say that you are all really amazing people. I honor each and every one of you for what you have contributed to the cleaning up of this huge mess that has been put upon us. Every time I watch the news, I am taken away by the strength that you show. You guys have this willpower that truly proves what an incredible country we have. I can't imagine the sadness that goes through your hearts when you're on site. Having to look at the wounded and dead must be devastating. You all need to know that you are heroes. I will always remember your intense strength and you will forever be in my heart. Keep doing what you've been doing because you're the reason we have seen hope. Please try and stay safe. God bless you all. Sincerely, Alex. Did you know Bridgestone developed a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials? Making a difference today for future generations. That's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more.
Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta. Because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. Well, Miller was so impressed and touched by Alex's letter that when he returned from the Pentagon, he wrote back to her. Dear Alex, I want to thank you for taking the time to write and send the letter you composed for the rescue teams. It truly meant a lot to me during my deployment at the Pentagon. My name is Miller Stroud. I'm a firefighter paramedic with the City of Memphis Fire Services. I'm also a member of an urban search and rescue team known as Tennessee Task Force One. On uh, September 11th, we were notified at 11.30 a.m. to respond to the Washington, D.C. area. We were informed en route. The Pentagon was our destination and expect many casualties and great devastation. The devastation was obvious in the distance with smoke and debris littering the ground around us. I must say I was overwhelmed with emotion. What we experienced inside cannot be described to you and should not be part of a young person's thought. At the end of the first day, I was depressed, but during dinner, I noticed a box sitting on a table nearby and found hundreds of letters from your school. I reached in, pulled one out, started to read. It was yours. It made me cry. Your words touched me so much. I want you to know that I carried your letter in my shirt pocket while digging through the rubble for numerous days. You called us heroes. Maybe so. I don't know. I want you to know you were my hero during that difficult time. Thank you for writing what you did. It truly helped me then, now, and will tomorrow. Take care and may God be with you. Miller Stroud. Well, Miller, we've made this national thank you day here on The Oprah Show. And what you don't know is that Alex also wrote us a letter about you. And here's what she said. Dear Oprah, a few weeks after I sent a letter to rescue workers, a package arrived at school for me. It was from a fireman in Tennessee. He said my letter touched him so much that he cried. This man said I was his hero throughout the tragedy, but I know for sure that he is wrong. Miller Stroud is my hero. I wrote to you because I'd really love to meet this amazing man. Give him a big hug and a big thank you. Come on out, Alex. Here's your day. <laughs> Alex, meet Miller. Miller, Alex. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. So why, wh what made you write that letter? I wanted to show my gratitude to all those people who have been trying to help our country. So one day I was given the opportunity in class, and so I wrote him, and I'm just so thrilled that he was so moved by my letter. Wow. Well, thank you, Miller and Alex. Thank you. That was nine years ago. Recently, we met up with Miller and Alex at the exact site where their story began. Being on Oprah show was, was pretty special. Um, it's, it's not something that I expected to happen. I have not been back to the Pentagon since that event. It's something I've always wanted to do. The plane approached it hit the ground first and then slid in. And that whole area right there collapsed down. You're picking up remains of, of relatives and husbands and wives and, and you know children. You feel a certain amount of guilt that you can't do more. You can look out here across this field and you see 184 markers. It's pretty, um, pretty intense. 
Alex is now a senior at American University in Washington, D.C. She vividly remembers writing the letter to the firefighters who responded to the 9-11 attacks at the Pentagon. I didn't expect to get a response. I didn't even know if it was going to fall in the hands of an actual firefighter. After having met Miller, I really thought about the importance of saying thank you. Because I think we oftentimes forget that just saying those simple words can actually touch someone. Alex and Miller decided to meet at the Pentagon Memorial. So good to see Something you. Something they've been wanting to do for a long time. It's just so exciting. I don't even know what to say. A lot of good things came out of this. and Wouldn't have met her if that hadn't happened. We're bonded because of a tragedy, but it's just proof that from tragedy comes happiness. He's a part of my family now. Thanks, Alex. And thank you, Miller, for letting us share that moment with you. 16 years ago, I popped in to say thanks to the man who helped launch my career. It was one of the biggest days of my life. There was one man who was in charge of the decision to hire me or not to hire me. It was Dennis Swanson. He's now the president of ABC Sports, and he has no idea that we have a camera on him right now at his office in New York. I first met Dennis on that fateful audition day 11 years ago and on that audition table. I had a legere curl for, uh, <laughs> for Dennis as I just went on about They told me to talk about myself. They said, tell us something about yourself. That's why I'm talking about myself. Hi there. My name is Oprah Winfrey. Oprah spelled O-P-R-A-H, and if you noticed, it's Harpo spelled backwards. My folks did not particularly like Harpo Marx. We did not even have a television set in our home for a number of years. Originally, I was named from the Bible by Aunt Ida, who named me from Ruth, the first chapter and the 14th verse, Orpah. But no one knew how to spell in my home, and that's why it ended up being Oprah. <laughs> I was born in Kosciuszko, Mississippi. I was raised by my grandmother for the first six to seven years of my life on a farm in Kosciuszko. It's been a long way getting to Chicago, long road here. Most of my teen years, I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, which is very interesting. I had a very strict father who believed that I shouldn't date until I was 16. <laughs> and after being in Baltimore for seven years, I'm ready to come to Chicago. Bye. So Dennis Swanson saw that audition, and Dennis made a decision that has changed my life forever. Hey, Dennis? Dennis yes, Swanson? Yes, Oprah. <laughs> Dennis, we're, we're on television. We're live on TV right now. That's what scares me. <laughs> I got off of television a long time ago. Oprah. How you doing, Dinaro? Yeah, I'm doing real good. Not as well as you, but real good. <laughs> well, Dennis, it's Thank You Day today on The Oprah Winfrey Show. We have made it national. Thank you, Day. And I wanted to kick the day off because it was 11 years ago, about this time 11 years ago, that I came to Chicago to audition for you for the AM Chicago show. And I, you know, over the years, anytime anybody asks me how this all got started, I always, behind your back, Dennis, give you the credit. I never have uh, said it to you to your face how much courage I think that took at the time, 10 years ago, because... 
Uh, Harold Washington had just recently been made the mayor, and this was a very racially volatile city. And I remember when I came here, and I thought, there's no way you're going to hire a black woman. There's no way you were going to let me do it without a co-host. And I sat in that meeting, and I said to you, you know I'm overweight. And you said, so what? So, so am I. <laughs> And I said, you know we're going to go up against Donahue. And you said, don't worry about it. I'm not hiring Donahue. Just be yourself. And I tell you, that gave me the freedom to be myself on the air. And you made such a difference in my life. And that's what I'm trying to do on this show every day, is to be able to, to in some way, make a difference in other people's lives. And I wanted to say, loud enough for the whole world to hear, Dennis, I thank you. Oprah, I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember the one piece of advice I gave you at the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I do I, I too. I don't know if you, if you recall this, but I told you, make sure your head always fit on your shoulders when, when, when all the awards and money and accolades came to you. And I give you credit because you've been able to do that over these past Thank months. you, Dennis. Thank you, Dennis Swanson. Well, for sure, if it wasn't for Dennis, I would not be sitting in this chair today. I was telling Phil Donahue that Dennis's advice is what really set me free to find my own path because Donahue was the great competition at the time. And Dennis Swanson said, just be yourself because we know you can't beat Donahue. Dennis Swanson is still a very big time executive in the TV business. He is the president of station operations at the Fox TV network. Way to go, Dinneroo. And thank you so much for taking a chance once again, I say this to you, for taking a chance on a colored girl from Kosciuszko. Our 1994 National Thank You Day had some other surprises, too. Guitar player and music producer Don Potter thought he was here to talk about the music biz. But we had a little trick up our sleeve that involved a big country-style thank ya. My next guest is Don Potter. He started working with uh, Naomi and Winona Judd 12 years ago, right? Before they were even famous and has been with them ever since. So how'd you come to work with the Judds? It would take a great long time to explain all of that. This is a, kind of an interesting story. I hope well, it doesn't you know what? Get too Let me just say this. Could I just interrupt the story? Yeah. Because I really am not interested in what the answer is right okay. now. <laughs> and the reason is... The reason is, is that we really don't even want to talk about the music business with you because today's show is really called Thank You Day. Yeah, yeah we don't even care if you want to say a thing about the music business. And someone who thinks that you're very special and is thankful to you is here to say thanks. Did you know Bridgestone developed a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials? Making a difference today for future generations. That's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta. Because we know on one flight, Mike N8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. 
That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. He did something that forever changed our lives. We'd never been in a studio. We're sitting there just scared out of our brains, you know. A couple little hillbilly girls in a lot of trouble, actually. And he started us off with a prayer. Hmm. Got all the musicians around us. And he said, um, I'll never forget it as long as I live. He said, Father, we ask that this be pleasing to your ears and that you use this music to heal these two girls and that this music go out into the world to help touch and heal other lives. And from then on, our lives changed. After all these years, Don is still strumming along, playing with the Judds. And as a matter of fact, he was just here performing with them on The Oprah Show. That is so great. For firefighter Dino Mahaffey, February 22nd, 2004, was just another workday. At 4.30 p.m., Dino and the men of Engine Company 21 outside of Baltimore responded to a house fire that started in a clothes dryer. We just thought it was going to be an ordinary fire. That's when things went terribly wrong. I've never seen a fire turn so quickly. The entire first floor exploded, causing the fire to blow out of the windows on the first floor. The force of the explosion knocked Dino back, smashing his breathing gear. Dino began to lose consciousness from lack of oxygen. Just before passing out, Dino was able to send a frantic mayday. Without hesitation, firefighters Kenny Ward and Phil Bird ran into the burning house to save him. They had to crawl on their hands and knees and search for his body by touch only. Finally, they found him, unconscious and not breathing. Kenny and Phil carried Dino's severely burned body to a second-story window where they lowered him to paramedics. Clinging to life, firefighter Dino Mahaffey was airlifted to an emergency burn unit. After 28 days in a coma, fighting for his life, Dino made a miraculous recovery and returned home. We told Dino Mahaffey's story back in 2004 when John Travolta was here promoting his movie about firefighters called Ladder 49. Dino came on that show with a surprise for the comrades which saved his life. It was a total tearjerker. Well, Phil and Kenny don't know this, but their brother firefighter whose life they saved is also here. Please welcome Dino Mahaffey. Kenny, I wanted to say that your heroic actions have earned you a special honor among your peers. And Dino has something that he wants to tell you. Uh, first of all, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank the guys for doing what they did. <sighs> Giving me a second chance at life and allowing my kids to grow up with their father. Mm. On behalf of the Prince George's County Fire and EMS Department, it is my privilege to award Fire Lieutenant Kenneth D. Ward and Emergency Response Technician Philip S. Bird for great personal risk, 
judgment, zeal, courage, the Medal of Honor. Kenny and Phil are still fighting fires in Maryland. Dino retired and is enjoying spending time with his family. And they all remain close friends. When John Travolta was here for our season premiere, we asked him what that day had meant to him. His reaction was astonishing. And I lost it. I mean, I truly, honestly, was for the first time naked and vulnerable in this kind of venue. And that I'll never forget because it really deeply affected me. How could you not learn about um, the value of life and the generosity of a spirit? Thanks, Johnny. In 2002, we met Warwick Dunn, a former professional football player who was giving single moms a big reason to say thanks. Warwick Dunn grew up the son of a single mom who tried to give her family a part of the American dream. The struggles that, that I went through as a child, um, how I saw my mom working day and night, and in a sense struggle to gain her home. And that's one of the things that she wanted to do was definitely have her own home and, and have a place that she can call home. That dream died the night Warwick's mother, Betty, an off-duty police officer, was shot and killed. At 18, Warwick was left to help raise his five brothers and sisters. She pushed me to be the best that I can be. And when my mom died, it was time for me to grow up and become a young man. Warwick became a star football player in college and was drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but he never forgot how his mother lived. I just thought that would be good to give back and to help other people have better lives than, than what I've lived. So the all-pro running back launched Home for the Holidays, giving single mothers a key to a better life. Don't be nervous, don't cry. To date, Warwick has made dreams come true for hardworking moms by making down payments on 28 new homes. By the time the new owners move in, they're outfitted with furniture, food, even computers. Thanks to Warwick Dunn, single mothers, not unlike the one he lost, are finally home. Sweet home. Okay, uh, Bonnie, one of the moms you helped, has a special message about why you are her angel. Let me tell you about my angel, Warwick Dunn. Until three months ago, I was a struggling mom through a divorce that left me financially broke and unable to think that I could take care of my family alone. I was living with my three daughters in this small apartment and struggling from paycheck to paycheck. The lowest point is when I did not have enough money to pay the power bill and my daughters and I had to live by candlelight. I was scared. I never thought that I would be a homeowner. It was the furthest thing from my mind. Warwick not only helped me get this house, he filled it with everything. Because of Warwick's generosity, I'm able to be a better mom. Warwick, you have blessed so many single mothers and their children. Thank you. Work done is continuing to make dreams come true. Work says his foundation is about to make its 100th down payment on a home 
for a single parent. And they're now helping single dads, too. Overall, Warwick's foundation has given away about $3 million to single moms and dads. I'm in the control room. It's the central hub of the Oprah Winfrey show where much of the magic of the show takes place. We're going down memory lane today, watching some of our favorite gratitude moments and finding out what has happened since. We'll never forget Liz Murray's unbelievable story of overcoming the odds. They even made a TV movie out of this. Liz Murray's childhood was consumed by drug-addicted parents, hunger, and homelessness. She took us back to where it all started. This is the building. I lived here for 13 years with my parents. This was the center of my world and the center of their drug addiction. This is where they shifted from being casual drug users to full-blown junkies. Well, the mailboxes <laughs> were over there the first of every month. So the mailman brings everybody's disability check. We'd get the check, and then the first stop would be down Grand Avenue so my parents could get drugs. And three days later, the check would be gone, and that's when we would go hungry. Liz says watching her parents shoot up in their home was just a normal part of her day. She skipped school most days to work and care for her mother, who was sick and schizophrenic. Liz also wanted to avoid the teasing at school. If you have lice in your hair, dirt on your neck, holes in your clothes, school doesn't feel like an option. No, no, I never went to school. She had virtually no formal education, but she learned on her own, reading books. When Liz's parents split up, her father left to live in a shelter and she became homeless at 15. When she was 16, her mother died of AIDS. and That's when she decided to stop running from her own life. I said to myself, what if I woke up and every single day I did everything within my ability during that day to change my life? What could happen in just a month, a year? What would be different about my life? For the first time in her life, Liz made school a priority. I doubled up my course load and I took one full school year per semester. She studied on subways, in the light of doorways, and in two years, she finished four years of high school and graduated top two of her class, all while being homeless. It didn't matter if I didn't have anywhere to live, so long as I was determined. That hard work paid off in a big way when Liz was accepted to Harvard University. Wow, homeless to Harvard. My life changed after that. Well, unbeknownst to Liz, people have admired her chutzpah since she was a little girl. Do you remember Elizabeth Hernandez and Rick, who lived nearby? Yes. Come on out, guys. Come on out. <laughs> so here you were, a neighbor, trying to create some sense of family for this little girl who you knew was Yeah, that's lost. correct. Liz, she's like a daughter to me. Mm -hmm. She is a daughter to me. I'm so really proud of her that she made it to Harvard. I remember when she was little, back when she was eight years old, mm -hmm. I didn't realize that when she ate in my house, her home-cooked meals that I made for, I didn't realize that would be the only food that I she might have. Of course you didn't I made sure they didn't realize. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. I didn't realize that when I washed the clothes, it would be the only clean clothes she will have, you know? Look at what you did for the heart of a little girl by washing her clothes it and giving her a meal. Life. You really did. Yeah. I grew up having a sense of family. I knew my parents loved me, but that role wasn't fulfilled until I came to your house. I will never be able to thank you for what you did for me. Isn't this wonderful?
Liz's father has since passed away, but something unexpected and wonderful happened between them before he died. Here's the latest from Liz. My dad and I were estranged for about six years, and he lived in a men's shelter for men who are HIV positive. And at some point when I finally got my life together, I got my own apartment, I went to the shelter, I said, Dad, pack your bags, we're moving in together. I had just gotten into college, and he was sober at that time for the first time in his life. And it was like meeting a new person. I was getting my life together, and we became a family again. At some point when I was up at Harvard, it became clear that dad needed heart surgery. And I left Harvard for a while. I came back to New York City. I was with my dad. I saw him through the heart surgery. He moved in with me. And we had this really beautiful chapter together, side by side family as I was finishing school. He did eventually pass away a few years ago. Three weeks before my father died, he wrote me this card. And in the card, um, he said to me, Lizzie, I left my dreams behind a long time ago, but I know now that they are safe with you. I graduated from Harvard last year, and now I have a new memoir out, and it's called Breaking Night. Okay, so we're in front of the door today, and the door is essentially a haven for homeless youth. The door saved me. When I was on the streets, the door provided for me pantry pack food, hot meals, clothing, counseling. They really were the difference between some nights of going hungry or not. So I've come to this place in my life where so many people are saying, you're so successful. And even like when I was on Oprah the first time, she said this thing that struck me. She said, Liz, your future's so bright, it burns my eyes. And I've put a lot of thought to that. So that's success. What is success? And I've come to a point in my life now where I realize that success, if it's real, it creates opportunities for other people. And now I'm part of a, a small group of people and we are creating a high school that's for homeless and runaway youth. So we're still under construction right now, but by September 2011, Broom Street Academy will open up, starting with 110 students, all foster and homeless and runaway youth, and then soon we'll build up to 325 youths. What I want people to take away is that they are so much bigger than their circumstances, that people have choices in their lives, and that inch by inch, you can create a life for yourself that has nothing to do with your past. Boy, isn't that the truth. Congratulations, Liz, and thanks for sharing that message with all of us. In 2009, we met the Spartan Sparkles. That's a group of spunky cheerleaders from Bettendorf, Iowa, who gave their community a reason to be grateful. At Iowa's Pleasant Valley High School, they're cheering for more than school spirit. They're cheering on the human spirit. Everybody on your feet. I'm Corinne's mom. Three years ago, if someone spoke to her, her head would be down, no eye contact. And now you can see these girls when they walk in in that uniform, they are standing up straight, their chins are up. Corinne and nine friends are the stars of the Spartan Sparkles cheerleading squad. Sparkles mean a lot, means a lot to me. It makes me feel happy, excited, in a cheerleader way. Go Spartan! The Sparkles are age 8 to 15, all born with a range of developmental disabilities, from autism to Down syndrome. The girls were invited to join a new squad, the first of its kind at a high school. 
I came into this thinking that I would be the one teaching them, and I think they're the ones that are teaching me. They have given them the opportunity to be who they are and have the community and everyone accept them. And it's not disability, it's ability. It's what they can do. and Sarah Hare created the sparkles. And how did you come up with this? Um, well, after volunteering at the Special Olympics, I came to my coach with the idea and because I wanted to make the connection with the special needs community more permanent. Mm -hmm. And it all just really snowballed from there. I love that! <laughs> Dawn is Corin's mom, and I hear Corin just had her best report card ever. Yes, she did. And her teachers told us that um, she has blossomed this year with confidence. She walks down the hall and actually does cheers down the hall and in the lunchroom. And what I want to say is thank you to these young ladies. They have changed our daughters' lives and given them a wonderful gift. Great job. Great job. Beautiful, Sarah. So after practice the other day, one of the Spartan Sparkle's biggest heroes popped in on them. Take a look at what happened after practice. Hey, Sparkles. Surprise, it's me, Miley Cyrus. You guys are awesome. I would love to have y'all as VIP guests at my show in Indianapolis. And I just want to thank you personally for all the good that you have done. So I hope to see you at my show. So the Sparkles packed up their pom-poms and headed to Indianapolis, where they got the full Miley treatment. I'm really excited to meet them. I've heard about everything that they've done. And uh, they don't know I'm here yet. So I'm super excited to go see the girls. Come on. Miley hung out backstage with the Sparkles for some pre-show fun. Put your hawk in the sky, move side to side. Jump to the left, stick it, glide. Everybody on your feet. I have all your guys' tickets for the show. You guys are gonna it's going to be really fun. I would love to have everyone, the entire squad, come up and sing along with me on the climb. Then it was showtime. I want to bring out some new friends that I made today. Uh, they're called Sparkles, and they're a cheerleading squad. These girls are heroes to me. Thanks, Miley. Thanks, Sparkles. Thank you. What a brilliant idea. I hope that other young ladies around the country will hear what you've done and be inspired by your heroism. Sarah? And Sarah, the two young founders of the Spartan Sparkles, went on to start a nonprofit organization called The Sparkle Effect. And since then, they have changed even more lives. Since coming on the Oprah Winfrey Show, The Sparkle Effect has really taken off. Right away, we started to receive a ton of emails about The Sparkles. Then we applied for a Pepsi Refresh grant and won $25,000. We were also featured on America's Best Dance Crew and received $10,000.
With all these funds, we've been able to support other Sparkle Effect cheer teams all across the country. We've given eight squads money for new uniforms. And we spent the summer training several others. There are now 17 Sparkle Effect squads across the U.S. We just want to create as many opportunities for students with disabilities as we can. Our ultimate goal is to create 100 squads. Great job, girls. Great job. It was one of my all-time favorite giveaways. In 2006, we gave 300 people in our studio audience each $1,000. Then we challenged them to use that money to pay it forward by spending all of it on a total stranger. Minnie from Southern Illinois was motivated to maximize her experience. See what she did. Through a friend, Minnie heard about John Newcomb. I have chosen a family. They have nine children and one grandchild. John, the sole provider for the big family, suffers from a deadly brain tumor. He is really disabled at this point. Their family has never asked for anything. I wanted to be able to help them. Minnie enlisted friends and strangers to get in on the giving game. My phone just keeps ringing. This community has opened their hearts, and they have paid it forward. In just three days, Minnie's $1,000 multiplied. And I know that you have been through many challenges. And through those challenges, you've never given up. With the help of an entire town, Minnie was able to raise more than $70,000. Now that's what I call paying it forward. So John Newcomb, John Newcomb and his entire family wanted to say thank you to you, Minnie. And they are here. Come on out. Newcomb family. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. Hello. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Great to see you. Thank you. Fantastic. I cannot believe you did here. So, Carol, what did you want to say? Just thank you. Uh, you came into our lives when we didn't know what we were going to do, and you saved our house. You, they were gonna sell it for back taxes. And I just can't thank you enough. Wow, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. What a great example. The money that many raised paid off John's hospital bills and helped get the family back on their feet. But John had an inoperable brain tumor and his health was going downhill. That's when another miracle happened, just in time. How are you? Good. Minnie's extraordinary act of kindness brought her and John's family together. I brought food and there is stuff out in the car. Four years later, she's still a big part of their life. Chicken sesame, roll, salad. Just weeks after our show, John got a surprising phone call from a surgeon who had seen him on TV. He offered to remove John's brain tumor at absolutely no cost. The surgery was a success, but shortly after, John suffered a stroke. It, it's painful every day. It's hard to, to keep up. I, I don't want to just sit around and be nobody. No longer able to work as a plumber, John is now going to college and hopes to someday earn a business degree. I'm trying to make something out of my life. I mean, it, it, it's difficult, but I do it. Um, I just want my, 
my children to see that at least I'm trying. You know, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not just going to let this get me down. And after all that Minnie did for him, John says he's not about to give up. Minnie didn't have to help me. I mean, you don't think that there's people out there that care about someone, you know, as small as me, you know? I don't think that I think of Minnie the right way. Without you, I wouldn't be here. Wow, Minnie. Boy, does that speak to the power of what one person can do. Thank you for standing by John and his family all these years. And John, we wish you the very best of luck towards that business degree. And let me say to you all who watched today and all these years, I thank you for watching. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah show, The Podcast. And I thank you for listening. Did you know Bridgestone developed a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials? Making a difference today for future generations. That's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta. Because we know on one flight... Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply.